This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Okay, when that started, it was like the Hindenburg. I saw the flames and I saw it going down. Today, a founder fights through some stage fright to lay out her vision of the future. But nerves aren't all that she's fighting against. Sofia Dominguez is raising $1.5 million for her AR VR startup. Virtual and augmented reality has long been the realm of early adopters and hardcore gamers, not the general public. But Sophia is here to convince our investors that virtual reality is finally, finally ready for prime time. I'm Josh Muccio, and from Gimlet Media, this is The Pitch. Today's investors are... Jillian Manis. Jillian is a partner at Structure Capital, where they've invested $98 million so far in high-profile startups like Uber. Phil Nadell. As a serial entrepreneur, Phil built companies that sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. Now he manages one of the largest syndicates on AngelList. Howie Diamond. Howie is our rock star investor. No, really, he was in a band. And since changing gigs, Howie's invested in over 50 startups. Michael Hyatt. Michael built and sold two software companies for over $500 million. And now he invests for himself. All right, on with the pitch. Hi, my name is Sofia Dominguez, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Surf. Imagine a world where you don't need your phone or a computer, where visuals just appear in front of your eyes, information and content flows through you seamlessly around you at all times. The need for screens ends because rectangles are no longer as important. The future of this content is happening already, and everything I just described is no is not something that I've just made up. It's happening today on our phones already, and it's only going to get better. So that leads me to what we're focusing on today. Yeah, I totally messed up. That's okay. Not um, a problem. Okay. You can start again Good, if yeah. you want. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. Can I just do something? Like yeah, start absolutely. Again. Like, Sorry. That's okay. Right off the bat, Sophia's nerves get the better of her. But she resets and starts again. We're no longer confined to a rectangle or to a screen. Holograms appear in front of you. Stories unfold all around you. Slow it down. This is no longer sci-fi. We can do everything I just described on our phones, and it's only going to get better. The type of content that works in this new realm we call immersive content. We define it as 360-degree photos and videos, 3D objects and environments, 3D masks, filters, and lenses. And the creation of this content is growing exponentially. Search engines evolve out of every new content type. We've seen this in the past with the websites with Google, products and images with Pinterest, videos with YouTube, and GIFs with Giphy. Immersive content will be no different. So it sounds like Sophia wants to build the equivalent of Google for this new type of content, immersive content. And apparently there's tons of it out there already but there's no easy way to find it. And thus we started Surf. So can you explain it a little bit, if we take a step back, 
where is this immersive content now? How are we currently using it? And then how is it going to grow? Um, so we index today about 23 different sites. Um, so there's different ways in which that we index. We look for a very specific type of file. And these file types range from anything from JPEG, PNG, MP4. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm totally confused. Me what too. exactly are we doing? Mm-hmm. Surf does what? Like, let's start again, because I'm... Okay. Yeah, are you a, ser- a search engine? Yes, yes, okay. but I'm not quite sure. So I go to I go to I go to like surf dot you you have a, you have a URL and yes. I go to that to do what? Yes, so you can search for all immersive content, but that's actually not what we're focused on today. So what we realized is that most media consumption happens on social networks such as Snapchat and Instagram. That are, stop! Stop there. Yes. Instagram. I use it. We all use Instagram. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Okay, so. I'm sure you've seen that there are face masks and other elements that are immersive content that are layered on top of people. Mm-hmm. So, like Snapchat put bunny faces on. Yes. Yeah, they're starting so to do that. So that is on a type of immersive, immersive content. content. Okay. So, um, utilizing the camera, suddenly you like turn. You have like a bunny face or like a dog face. That is one type of immersive content. There's other types of immersive content, which you see with um, companies like Apple, which are doing Animoji stuff. Mm-hmm. So suddenly you turn yourself into a character. I have. Are you, yeah. Yes. And it's becoming like very consumer and very normal behavior. But the next generation of that is to also now allow you to be anywhere at, at the same time. So if you're a panda, but it's still kind of weird that you're like in this podcast studio, but I could then search utilizing our API to be like, I want to be in a jungle. And so suddenly you're a panda that's literally in a jungle just through the camera. And so we're enabling that search database. You've probably used these filters before. You've thrown on a dog face or a voice changer with Snapchat, but maybe you haven't been thinking about this the way Sophia is, as augmented reality, virtual reality's less intimidating cousin. And that's a big part of what Surf is all about. So help us old folks with something here. Yes. Why are we doing this? So like, what's going on here? For me to be a panda in another, po- no. in another no, dimension? No, you don't have to you be a panda. You are always a panda you're in another just, dimension. You, you don't I, have to be. That was one example. Okay, so you're just walking into other... Yeah. Uh, in, there's like different realities. levels of immersive content. Did you invent that technology that did just... Or what did you do? The content. So we powered the content. So today we've been porting our experiences to Snapchat. Um, so we take some sort of asset and then build it into Snapchat's Lens Studio and then promote it on Snapchat. What we want to do and what we're focused on now is building this API that automatically would just do the conversion process and then be able to power this content very seamlessly into companies like Snapchat and Instagram. So Apple, Instagram, Snap, they're already doing this. I can turn myself into a panda. I don't think I can turn myself into a panda in the jungle. Mm-hmm. But are you selling your API to Instagram or? Not selling, um, but we're partnering with all camera enabled companies. Also any sort of social AR and VR company that's looking for more content. Give me an example. So for example, today we're partnered with this company called Metaverse. And so what they allow is you can very easily build AR experiences. And so we provide them with a database of content that allows their users to like more readily build these type of experiences. Is it a licensing type of deal? I mean, you said a partnership. Mm -hmm. What does a partnership mean? Um, So they integrated our API. How are you going to generate revenue? How's it going to be business? How's an investable mm-hmm. asset? Yeah, so what we're focused on, right? We today power 1.25 million experiences across our applications per, so, um, per month. Okay. And what does that mean, revenue? Um, so we're currently money? not generating any revenue. Okay. And we want to grow to 50 million experiences per month, mostly through the API partnerships and then monetizing through the API. When you get to 50 million experiences a month, how do you monetize? 
um, what we want to do is do sponsored posts from within the API. So instead of just focusing around people coming to surf.com, utilizing the API as a way to get more eyeballs and essentially have sponsored posts there. So for example, if I'm Nike, we create some sort of experience. They want to pay for premier placement of anyone who's searching through um, sports or, or whatever the experience is about, then they get that placement. So you have to get to, you feel like you have to get to 50 million experiences a month, and then you have enough scale to sort of be interesting to brands. Yes. Of what kind of revenue can you generate from that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really honestly unknown. We're still figuring it out. But I think for us, it's about how do we get to 50 million and how do we get that scale? And also in the meantime, work with the brands. Sponsored posts are really the only source of monetization. Can't you come up with some kind of licensing fee or something that, that can, if you're going to really be behind the scenes powering all this stuff, can you, can you charge for that? Like in yeah. other words, wouldn't, wouldn't Instagram pay you a licensing fee to use this? I don't think that they would, um, partly because Giphy has been the only company to kind of break through and be able to partner with like Instagram, um, Facebook, Snapchat, all these different places. And they have specifically chosen not to charge these companies because for them it's about scale and distribution. And I think that we'll follow a similar, a similar path. Sophia's modeling her business on another startup called Giphy, which could be really smart. But let's talk about that for a second. You may have used Giphy without even knowing it. If you've sent a GIF on Twitter or via text on an iPhone, then it was likely through their custom integration with Giphy. It's been reported that Giphy has 300 million active users every day. So if Sophia can achieve something similar in the AR VR space, that kind of scale could really turn some investors' heads. Just tell us what this is. This is purely a bet that you can scale to have a tremendous amount of usage. And the idea is that you sell this business to someone who wants that line of traffic, right? That's what this is. I mean, I mean I, you're I, not, you clearly have no want to really to make revenue. You're, you, you're on a, which is maybe sometimes not a, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but in this game, this is what you're doing. You just want crazy traffic and then you want to flip the business, right? No, I don't, I wouldn't say that at all. I think that we do want crazy traffic and I think we want to power all this content, but I think that focusing too early on, on that will not allow us to focus on scale and like, how do we get as many partnerships as possible and breach right. and I then like therefore that. turning that around and turning it into an actual business. I like this. I really like you. <laughs> Thank you. What does this look like in three years? What do you want it to be? Yeah, I think... What does success look like? Yeah, so success looks like we are the company, I think like 10 years down the line. Okay. Um, <laughs> <I'll> go 10. <laughs> what we think about is we are the company that owns the glasses or the contacts that basically power reality distortion because that's what we actually want to do. Because if you say, I want to suddenly be at the beach somewhere, the company that powers that is also the company that actually has the device that does that. That's interesting. So yeah. you want to be eventually in the hardware business. Eventually. Would, that, would that be being acquired by hardware? Because that's really capital intense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a long way away. But I like the moonshot. Yeah. I look at companies that have a moonshot and an earth shot. Mm-hmm. That's the moonshot. That's really cool. Now give me the earth shot. Yeah. So in three years, if we're integrated with every social application and basically powering their entire database of lenses, and we're the known brand for immersive content, period. So who is we and what's your secret sauce? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so my background, I've been passionate about augmented reality yes. and virtual reality forever. Um, and I'm a product person, so I've had one other company before. Um, we sort of turned into a dating app, but we decided that we didn't want to work uh, on a dating app, and so we shut it down. But in, during my time there, that's when I started All Things VR, which is one of the first virtual reality newsletters, and trying to help people understand what was happening in the virtual reality and augmented reality industries. And generated this idea of Surf, realizing that there's going to be increasingly amounts of content there needs to be someone to organize it and allow people to surface it in various applications. What valuation are you raising it now in this round again? Seven million. And your last was? Three. Three. And, and you finished that round when? The previous um, round. A little over a year ago. How so do you have money? Um, so we've raised $730,000 so far. What are you doing now? Um, right now we're raising one point five. If I were going to invest in this space, I would absolutely invest in you. Thank you. But this is not a space, uh, it's not even so much the space that I don't like, it's just, it's so early. And we don't know what, how much revenue you can generate from sponsored posts. You're a long way from getting to the scale that you need to even approach these brands. Mm And frankly, it also concerns your long-term vision for the company concerns me when you start talking about getting to, into the hardware space. I don't want to invest in a hardware company. I don't. I like the search engine business I, and the API business. I don't want to be in the hardware business. Yeah. And so that long-term vision doesn't align with with what what I would look for in an investment. Uh, so I'm I'm, yeah. I'm going to pass. Phil is out, but there are three investors who'd like to learn more including Jillian. What's the biggest pushback on this? From Um, market timing. Okay, keep going. So originally when I started pitching this, um, we really focused on AR and VR, but got passes within six seconds of somebody looking at the document because it literally only said AR and VR. Yes. And what we are really focused on is not necessarily headsets at all. People were saying that headsets growth was going to be huge and we were like, that's not going to happen. Nobody really wants to wear a headset, but this content is so interesting. How can we make this content interesting for the people of today? And that's where Snapchat and places like Instagram, these sort of lenses and filters really come in handy because it's just so natural to, to see this content and experience this content through the camera. Yes. And realizing that early has been has set us ahead. Well, I think it's interesting that you are shying away from the AR VR conversation because you got some pushback. I know that VR was very heavily hyped a few years ago. Yep. Then the bottom fell out. Yep. AR seems to be more on a path with some market viability. Yeah, it's just it like VR is in a nuclear winter and AR is in like a very cold. Right, which time. to me is okay. Like there's going to be AR and VR in our life at some point. Yep. So this is a great time to invest in this type of sector. Yep. Can you talk about any of the exciting things of you know, how this content could be practically applied or implemented through AR, VR? Do you have partnerships on that? Yeah. Um, so I think the thing, the area where I'm most interested is um, everything that Apple's doing and also Samsung's doing with these characters. And we've seen this with companies like Snapchat and Bitmoji, and then with Apple with Animoji. And I think another reason why um, uh, companies like Apple, they're focusing on how do we mask how somebody looks? Because the number one reason why people don't video chat is because they don't like the way that they look. So if you can change that, um, that allows more and more people to share video, to talk on video, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it just it's a more natural way to communicate than just being on the phone. 
not to call you out, but it's funny that you said as a more natural way to communicate if we turn ourselves into animals. I caught that. I, I, I'm like, that is the new normal. Maybe that there's is, a differential in the yeah. thing. That's like, the new natural. I call Phil. Hey, Phil, I'm a panda. I'm in a forest. You're a panda. I guess I'm in the jungle. Oh. Oh. I want to be a Let's dragon. Let's talk about that jungle. deal. I'm a lion. I want to be a dragon. That's what I want to be. Yeah. I want to be a dragon. But you know what? People, but don't but people do it. Yeah. They love it. Yeah, they, they, they love it. it. Yeah. I mean, I laughed at Snapchat, and everybody's a princess and a bunny eye thing, yeah. and I don't know what's going on, but I think you do it once. It's funny. Twice, I couldn't stand it. Look, I, I like you a lot. I think you answered our questions really well. I think you're very smart. I think you're a product person at the core. I think you like what you're doing. I think you're passionate about what you're doing. All those things make you a good entrepreneur. Um, I think for now I'm out. You know, it's funny. I I, I got to tell you, I, I am a little on the fence here because I actually think you do have something. I just don't know how to gauge it. Yeah. Michael is out. Here's Howie. With this, I don't know how big the upside is. I, I usually like to swim in the post-seed waters, probably the round that would be coming after this, um, just to really be able to evaluate, you know, more, have more metrics, really understand yeah. how people are engaging, are they re-engaging. I like, I really like you and I like this. And I, and I, I say to myself, if when I was getting, if I were to get pitched, if, if Snapchat pitched to me, you know, five, seven years ago, mm-hmm. I, I would have passed. Because I didn't get it, and I'd be kicking myself for passing, right? Because I just would have been like, "Oh, that's just a stupid, whatever app," and it's my, a generational thing, right? I didn't realize what it was going to be in this paradigm shift that was happening. I don't want to miss the boat on this because I feel like there's something really special here. So I do want to keep in touch. And then if you need to raise more money in your next round as you ramp up to Series A, I'd love to have that conversation. Awesome, cool. With Howie's pass, that makes Jillian the last investor left. I think you are, um, you're sharp, you know every single, you, you have an answer, a smart answer every question, you know your stuff, um, you're confident, um, you, uh, there's just so much here. I love the fact that you went out and you started this newsletter, so you're, you know, you're a pioneer, and that's, uh, that's fantastic. I, um, I'm going to put 50 into this round. I might put in more to tell you the truth, um, but I really do want to speak to some of the other investors if you're so if you're totally. open to that. Yeah, of course. But I'm going to commit fifty now. Awesome! I'm Thank in. You. Awesome! Fantastic! Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks so much. Thanks for Thank you. Really, yeah. really. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looks gorgeous. Jillian is in, and Sophia takes off with at least 50K, even after her rocky start. Okay, when that started, it was like the Hindenburg. I saw the flames, and I saw it going down, and then she completely turned it around. Completely turned it around. I was so... I think she was nervous in the beginning. I didn't think she knew how to put the pitch together. You know what? Because she said she changed her pitch. So I think when she was pitching before, she probably knew it well. I agree with both what what both of you said. There's something about this mm-hmm. absolutely that is like yeah. I wouldn't dismiss it, it. if it it could okay. be a very big company. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think she should bring AR back into the pitch. I uh, I think I, it's I, VR. Maybe you know it's nuclear think, winter, whatever. But yeah, I think ta- she should leave leave that, the AR because that's going to be a big yeah. I agree. That's a big market, and there is a lot being used in industry and AR, not just entertainment, yeah. Um, yeah. manufacturing. Um, we're seeing a lot. Love it. A few of our portfolio okay. companies use AR too. What's the valuation yes. of Giphy? Does anyone know? No. Today? But I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. It's big. Okay. Great. All right. That's a wrap. It's a wrap.
Coming up, communication totally breaks down. And it could end up costing Sophia a hundred thousand bucks. Drat! Drat! I'm killing myself here. Okay, get me her phone number. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show, and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life, and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. So after the pitch, two things happened that caught us pretty off guard. Around a month went by, and the first thing we hear from Sophia is that she hadn't heard back from Jillian since the pitch, which struck us as just a little bit odd, but we'll get to that in a moment. The second thing that happened is that around the same time, Howie decided to invest 25 k in surf. Now, Howie, he's pretty well-versed in all things VR and seemed super interested in the product, but he couldn't come to a yes during the pitch. So... I had to find out what made him change his mind. You said that VR slash AR was in nuclear winter. What did you mean by that? Oh, um, well, I think there's this, this technology is the future. And I think we are going to incorporate a lot of VR and AR into our everyday lives practically, Mm -hmm. but it's just a question of when. And five years ago, it was like overhyped and it was like way too early. And then it needed to like correct itself. A little bit, and I think we're in that correction right now. Um, so maybe nuclear winter is a little harsh, but I do feel like it is at a low uh, point, which is a good thing for investment because it means that like there's a lot of deals that are being um, that are available where I can get great prices into. This is like the buy low, sell high thing in investing in the stock market. That's right. That's right. So, and I think it's going to build now in a more uh, sustainable and responsible way. Whereas before, yeah. again, it was like just super hyped and was just like crazy valuations and ideas were getting funded without anything built. And now it's corrected and now it's like kind of going to be built in a more sustainable manner. And yeah. I think surf, surf is at the forefront of that. I, you know, I like, I'm so curious about this, this AR VR thing, um, because I know we think of like, oh, okay, so four or five years ago, that must have been early, like it was too early, investors were going and getting overhyped about this thing. But actually, VR in particular has been around in like, a video game capacity f- for like, 
20 or 30 years. Yeah, it's um, it's become more mature. So, you know, I think it's existed, but it has never existed in the, the way that it's existing now and in how, how it's been developed and matured um, in terms of like 360 photos and videos and 3D worlds and animated 3D objects and filters and lenses. I mean, this is this is a whole new world. So I, I think like with any new technology, there's um, you know, there's this thing called the the Carlota Perez hype cycle. Huh. And it basically and you know you see this with the crypto market that's currently happening right now. So there's like a, a technological trigger and then it like it like the hype goes up exponentially and until it heats until it hits what's called a peak of inflated expectations um and then once it hits the peak of inflated expectations it drastically drops down into what's called the trough of disillusionment and once they the technology hits basically rock bottom or nuclear winter then it starts to grow um more incrementally and more sustainably in what's called the slope of enlightenment until it hits the <laughs> until it hits the plateau of productivity you can look slope this stuff of up the slope I'm of sorry. Come on, Howie. <laughs> yeah, who makes this stuff up? Nuclear winters, like trough of disillusionment. <laughs> the, 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 this is all real, and a lot of the t- a lot of technologies have to go through this cycle. Crypto, I think, is going through it right now. And I know these I, titles; they're just so sensationalized. It's just I know, and I, and I think and I think ARVR is uh, is on the upward slope of enlightenment right now. Well, and this this whole slope is kind of predicated on like this whole new world that we're walking into this AR VR world was built by the smartphone in the last 10 years. Right. Mm, like that's, yeah. they've read, that's what's redefined and like reset the stakes. Yeah, absolutely. It's a new way for us to consume and, you know, dive into these worlds, if you will. I mean, you right. can do it on Snapchat now. Right. Um, you, you know, you said in the room that like something, you saw something special in surf, but you passed on investing, which brings us to why we're even talking right now. You invested. What 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 happened? What what changed your mind? I spoke with my uh, co-managing director Jake, and um, we did a Jake Chapman. had a debrief. Jake Chapman. We had a debrief after the show, and he was like, "What deals you know did you invest in?" And I told him about the company Surf, and I was on the fence about investing, and and he goes, "Howie." He goes, I met with Sophia two years ago when she was raising her first round and it was too early for me, but I, I had the same like sentiments as you. Like there's no something. Way. Yeah. And I was like, no, wow, that's incredible. Like they're actually, they're doing it. And that's where Jake and I like to invest. We don't just invest in ideas and speculation. We invest in execution, you know, um, Google kind of was the search engine for web. YouTube was a search engine for video. Pinterest was a search engine for visuals and products. Giphy was the search engine for GIFs, and we have conviction that Surf's going to be the search engine for immersive. So to sum it all up, this pitch in the room, this was two months ago, Sophia's pitch started like the Hindenburg. (laughs) And in the end, it turned out to actually be a happy Goodyear blimp instead. (laughs) That's right. Disaster avoided. (laughs) Um, it's actually really weird where we are right now that you are the one who invested because, um, at least the way things stand right now, Sophia hasn't heard from Jillian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Jillian is a very busy woman, and she's a Renaissance woman. She's a world traveler. I think she's difficult to get a hold of. I, I should uh, I should help Sophia in her quest to lock Jillian down, get her investment in. Howie reached out to Jillian, but a couple days went by, and we still didn't hear anything. So I called her up myself. Hi, Jillian. Good morning. So what's uh, what happened with Surf? What's the latest? So um, this is the worst situation. <laughs> so I was in South Korea. My son was over there actually teaching North Korean refugees English. Oh, and, wow. Oh, yes. And so I went over to Seoul to visit him. And because we are in different areas, the Wi-Fi was not good there. And I was there for a couple of weeks. And I, and I had, and then I went to Vietnam. And so, and I never heard from Sophie again. And I had do, done a lot of due diligence and I just loved her. So you did she all was, your due diligence yeah. before you uh, went on your trip? Yes. <laughs> and then never heard from her and thought, okay, well, obviously she doesn't want me or need me or uh, maybe something happened with the product and I probably should have followed up, but, uh, and that was my bad, definitely my bad. But once again, the summer was quite the crazy and I have, you know, 70 companies in our portfolio who were very needy and uh, (laughs) I just absolutely (laughs) kill myself here. Um, so then I get a little ping for you this morning saying, whatever happened. And I, and I thought to myself, what happened is I never heard from her. And then I went back to my emails. And sure enough, so two or even three now emails or two or three of her right when I was in South Korea. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. So I have no idea. But I just sent her a little email and said, so, so sorry, because you should always own your bad. Um, this was a big one of mine. Yes, I'm it is. so sorry. This we know. Um, and <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. I, you know, I am deeply, deeply flawed. So, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I sent her an email saying, listen, I am totally in, and I absolutely would love to come in for 75 to 100,000. I don't know where they are on the raise. And, mm-hmm. well, I hope I'm not now too late. Oh, drat. Drat. <laughs> I hope, oh my I hope God. not either. <laughs> Darn South Korea. Okay. So, will you please get in touch with her and I will give her a call. If you have her telephone number, will you send it to me? Oh, totally. Uh, drat. Drat. I'm killing myself here. Oh. Okay, f- get me her phone number. Oh, hold on. Could we record the call where you talk to Sophia? Yeah. Sure, sure. All right. Let me, um, we can actually add her to you this. Call me back? Or we you can actually add her? her to this call. Um, we can try to call her right now and see if she picks up. All right, I'm calling Sophia now. Hello? Hey, Sophia. Hey, Josh. So, guess who I have on the line? Who? Jillian Manis. She finally responded? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she's here right now. Oh my god, 
Sophia, uh, did you see my email from this morning or no? I literally just saw it. <laughs> Sophia, I was in South Korea. I'm so, so sorry. I did not see your email. And I did so much due diligence on the company. And I Maybe. then I left for South Korea. And I thought, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm sure she'll circle back with me and tell me how the round is going and all of that. And then I didn't hear from you. And then I, I'm slightly senile. And so <laughs> I, I went into, and between being slightly senile and having 72 companies in our portfolio, I was just I'm sure. a mark. <laughs> Sophia, that's no very worries. not me. I don't not respond. And I just killed myself. So I just want you to know, first of all, I sincerely apologize because I'm, I don't not respond. You know, I'm very good at that. Um, and I felt badly because when mm-hmm. I did my due diligence, Sophia, and all sincerity, I realized that um, I, I would have liked to have actually even invested more. So I'll stop talking, but please accept my <laughs> apology. I'm so sorry. No, I, I completely understand, and, and thanks for being so apologetic. I appreciate it. Oy. Um, Oy. But yeah. Things, things have been really good. In July, we were at 1.8 million views. And then in August, we're now at 5.5 million. And then yeah. on the fundraising side, we have 200K left in the round. Okay. Right. Yep. Well, oh, I love this. So um, <laughs> I'd love to make some introductions for you as well. Um, I, uh, so I'd love 100,000 of that 200 for sure. Great. Um, but I'd love to get another, uh, I would take all two, but I really actually think um, there might be another strategic investor to bring on. Let me dig in a bit. Um, yeah, but, I'll uh, send you an email well. after this call as well. That's a great idea. And this time I actually will respond to the email. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what a novel Perfect. idea. So, Tia, <laughs> thank you for being so forgiving. Um, I really, really appreciate it. All right, let's ha- carry on the conversation and yes, send me an email. Okay. Have a great talk to you. Have a great day. Thanks, Thanks again. Yes. Bye. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, how thanks do you for, feel? And thanks. I really good. Yeah, that that was surprising. I did I definitely didn't expect that that so this morning has been a good morning. Yeah. It was a good morning. What a wild ride. Sophia came on her show, had a really rocky start, but then eked out a win in the pitch room with a commitment of 50K from Jillian. Then, after the pitch, Sophia had even more hurdles to overcome. But that 50K investment turned into a $125,000 investment in total from Jillian and Howie. But apparently, Sophia wasn't done. We found out that Charles Hudson, another investor on our show, decided to invest 250,000, bringing Sophia's investment tally up to 375,000. Well done, Sophia. Well done. If you're enjoying the show, please throw up a quick review on Apple Podcasts, or just do the old fashioned thing and tell your friends about the show. They'll thank you later.
Our show is produced by me, Josh Muccio, Kareem Maddox, and Molly Donahue. We are edited by Blythe Terrell. We're mixed by Enoch Kim, original music composed by The Muse Maker, additional music by Haley Shaw. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Lisa Muccio planned the recording of this pitch, and we discovered surf because of introductions from both Brian Rosenblatt and Sarah Downey. If you're a founder looking to raise money for your startup, you can apply to pitch at thepitch.show slash apply. Our next taping will be this November in Brooklyn, New York. And our disclaimer, no offer to invest is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on today's show. All right, you've been listening to The Pitch from Gimlet Media. We'll be back with a brand new episode next Wednesday. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.